going on, bro? Hey, bro. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you fine. All right. So for this episode, um, we, in the first two episodes, we kind of went over our, you know, our standing. So I went over my standings in the East and um, before we get, you know, to the topic of this episode, um, I wanted to hear like Junior's, um, his rankings on one through eight and see how similar they are to mine. Um, But for this topic, for today's episode, um, we're thinking about ranking the top 10 point guards in the East or in the whole NBA in general. Um, And we talked about this last uh, last episode, but the point guard position is the most skilled position in the league, the hardest position in the league. And just the, you know, most I think the most physically demanding, too, just because you're. You know, if you're if you're a really good point guard, you kind of have control of that whole offense. And, right. you know, um, a lot of the yeah, a lot of the um, a lot of the plays that the coach draws up are going to go through you. So um, we have that top 10 uh, rankings today. Uh, but we, before we get started on that, I did want to hear um, junior side as far as like his. Uh, top teams in the East and see how it compares to uh, the list I made in the first episode. Right. Sounds good. All right. You want me to start with my top eight or we can start with number one real quick? Yeah. All right. So I think this should be a, like an easy choice for anyone, but I put the Nets as number one for me. I'm not sure how you, you, you put Nets too as well, right? Or yeah. I, ha- I had the Nets. I mean, there's just, I mean, in the whole NBA, there's not a better team. Um, you know, if if KD goes down, you still have Kyrie and Harden. If Kyrie goes down, you still got Harden and KD. And we're talking about, you know, top three best offensive players in the league all in one team. So, True, yeah. you know, I have uh, – I definitely have the Nets as my number one. Um, we'll see if they win those games. I'm assuming they're going to win a bunch of games uh, just because – they weren't able to, you know, really be successful last year. And, you know, it, it was due, due to injuries, right? Harden and Kyrie being down. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think they're going to come with a vengeance this season um, and definitely try to win a lot of games, try to secure like a number one spot in the East. For sure. As long as they're healthy, they're the team to beat. So Yeah, without question. Yeah, so number one was pretty easy. Uh, number two for me is – is the Milwaukee Bucks. And I just feel like they have a really, really good regular season team every year. And Coach Bud is a great regular season uh, coach. They also won the finals. So I think it's – I have to go my least second seed. No, for sure. Um, the the only reason I don't have the Bucks, I mean, they could drop um, – like as far as standings, uh, just because I feel like they might, because they just won a championship, they might kind of um, coast throughout the play or throughout the regular season and kind of turn it on during the playoffs um, just because they did just win a championship. So they might not have that same mentality in the regular season to win a bunch of games. I'm sure there'll be a lot of load management um, to get their players, you know, enough rest throughout the season for, you know, so that way they're ready for the playoffs. Um, so I have them as my number two. I had them as my number two team too. Um, but I could also see them being a lower seed just because they might not um they might not be playing at the highest level throughout the regular season just because of the fact they want to rest their players. And same thing with Brooklyn too. Um they might I think you can rest. say that I think you can say that about the whole the whole league though. Well, I feel like other other teams have more to prove. Like I would say like the, you know, the Bulls Celtics, um, you know, those those lower lower Eastern teams that kind of have to play well in the regular season if they want a chance at a higher seeding in the East. I think the the more elite teams um, are going to definitely try to rest more players throughout the seat or throughout the season. So that way they're they're more healthy during the playoffs. I don't think every team's going to do that. Like, um, I just think that the. Um, the higher level teams will do that just for the fact that they don't want to get their players hurt before the re- or before the playoffs start. Um, right. Yeah. So yeah, I have my 
number one team is the Nets. Number two is the Bucks as well. Okay, I have uh, Hawks as three. Okay, yeah, I I also have the Hawks as three. Um, and that might be a little biased, but I honestly, that's just how I feel. Truthfully, I mean, you saw what we did against the Bucks and in the playoffs with the injuries, and we had our best defender out in the Hunter, and he's also the second leading scorer on our team. So, and a lot of people don't know that because they don't watch the Hawks. So, with him coming back in, Reddish coming back in, we have some nice additions. Yep. And we re-signed Lou Williams. Our core is only getting better every year. So, I feel like we have the best young core in the league, truthfully, especially with Trey leading them. Oh, 100%. As far as, like, players that are 25 years or younger, mm-hmm. um, it's not a question that we have the, the best uh, young core um, so yeah, and I mean, it's going to come off as bias, right? We're both Hawks fans, but, um, if besides the top two teams in the East, I just can't see, an, you know, another team in the East being better than we are. Um, we didn't make a lot of like big free agent signings, but I really like the fact that we got, um, DeLon Wright, um, from Sacramento, um, or not Sacramento, it was a Detroit. Um, Gorgie Jang is going to be a back, a good backup. He's a really center. good backup, he's and he can and he can spread he can spread the offense too. So he's he's pretty he's a pretty decent three point shooter, and that's crazy as a center. We um, have Bogdanovich Herder. Yeah, like we're. I just think that as far as depth, like we have one of the better teams, um, not only in the East but in the NBA, as far as just you know having that type of um, just having that strength off the bench. Yeah, 100%. Um, we have a lot of depth. Yeah. And what was that? So that's number three. I think we could, yeah. We, that's 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 fair for us right now. Yeah, and um, like I said, like it's it's such a young team, right? Like our best player, Trey Young, is not even 23 yet. He's about, I think he's about to turn 23. Yeah. But it just goes to show that um, – we have the ability to get better every year just because of our players being so young that um, they're just going to get better and better. And if the Easter conference finals was what we were able to achieve last year, I don't see why we're not able to do the same thing this year. Um, So I definitely project us being a top team in the East and being, you know, going back to the Eastern conference finals. And even if we don't, even if the Hawks aren't able to reach that Eastern conference final, I don't see it as a letdown or I don't see it as a, a failure. And just because our team is so young, right, we're poised to be a championship team, um, you know, here and then in the future. There are some teams that if they don't make the finals, they don't win an NBA championship. It's 100 percent a failure because they have a they're kind of like on a timer. They're kind of on a clock. And that, they signed you know, everyone to win. Now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so not, not only that, Hawks had this. Uh, we had the most wins in the second half of the season, besides Philly. We had the second most wins in the East. Yeah, uh, and, the, and the second highest win percentage in the East uh, after Philly in the second half of the season. Right after we uh, fired, uh, uh, what was his name? <laughs> Lloyd Pierce. <laughs> Lloyd Pierce. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Lloyd Pierce. Th- thank God, man. Yeah. Um, and you saw how we did after that. Yeah. But like I said, it's it's really you know, it's it's the Bucks, Nets, and I think we're the, you know, the third best team in the East after those two. Who'd you have as your number four? I have uh the seventy sixers. Okay. Now I can't I can't really remember who like my actual because I didn't really make a list. I was just kind of just talking. Like I was outside my job and I was just right. early for work, so I was just, just talking. But I think I had the 76ers as my number four, too. I think 76ers, um, is, it's fair because they lost. They're going to lose Ben Simmons. So, and they 100%. Were, they were number one last year. They're going to have to get – they're going to get someone for them that's like can help at least something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Joe Embiid, if he's, if he's healthy, he's – I feel like he'll easily get the fourth seed with Tobias Harris and uh, Seth Curry and uh, – 
let's see who else they got. Let me see. Uh, well, they signed. They signed. Uh, they had, they Drummond. signed Drummond. Yeah, I know yeah, they signed. They signed Drummond. Drummond. And um, Danny but it's Green. basically it's a basically uh, the same team. Yeah. Um, that had that uh, number one seed from last year, um, just with with the with the loss of Ben Simmons, and that's why I have them dropping from a number one to a number four. Yeah, me too. I just I can't see them playing the same level because as much as as much as I know Philly fans hate Ben Simmons, you know, before that playoff series started um, against the Hawks, they weren't they weren't, you know, wanting to trade him. Um, They weren't saying that, oh, this guy sucks. And this guy uh, just, you know, basically just talking shit about Ben Simmons. And I mean, I'm sure it was in the back of their mind, like, okay, he has to, you know, play better or whatever, but they're not. They're not trying to ship him off before that series started. No, no, um, And he, I think he was a big, uh, big part of that. You know, um, number one seed that they had last year. I mean, he was an all star. He was all defense. I mean, it, I don't agree know, with the all star selection, but I don't either. I mean, Trey yeah. Trey Young was an all star, right? So it's yeah. If he gets it over Trey, then that's not really credible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, my point is that before that series started, they weren't trying to get rid of Ben Simmons. He right. was still going to be there. Um, but because of the, you know, and it was terrible. I mean, I've never seen something quite like that, right? Like just a collapse of a quote-unquote superstar, all-star player like Ben Simmons. I've never seen anything like that. Like usually when you're, you know, you're put on this pedestal of like star, all-star uh you know, that type of pedigree, you usually perform in the playoffs. Um, and even if you don't perform, you're going to at least try to shoot in the fourth quarter, at least a shot. Yeah, which he, did, he didn't do. He scored zero yeah. points in the last four games of the, in four quarters. So it's exactly, it's just, you know, we've never seen anything like that. And I don't, I don't blame Philly and Philly fans for, um, for trying to get rid of him. Right. Cause it, that's that's just unacceptable. He's getting paid um, uh, superstar money, so exactly, and that's he that's why I zero mean. points in the fourth quarter in the last four games of the series. So yeah, and I and I still think he has the potential to be a really great player. Like it, mm-hmm. you know, it was it was a bad playoff series. It's not like he he's not he can't play at that level. He definitely can. He just had a bad playoff series, but you know he they were shoot. a number. Yeah, he needs to shoot. It just it's a mental thing with him. It's not a physical thing. He just needs to get out of his own head. He needs um, to practice more too. Yeah. Um, but they're definitely gonna get something good for him. I mean, they try to get a lot for him and that didn't work because, you know, the bad thing about that too is that they after that performance, it diminished his trade value. So, you know, the that um uh, what's his name? Maury, uh, the 76ers GM there. He's still trying to trade Ben Simmons. Like if that playoff series didn't happen on the right, national stage, yeah. like if, like if no one watched that playoff series, he's still trying to trade him like Ben Simmons before that season or before that playoff series, which that's not the case anymore. Like people, people saw a side of him that, you know, they don't want anything uh, or don't want any part of. And Golden um, State wanted or wanted uh to work something out but they said yeah. that he had to include they had to include curry or clay like if that's gonna happen <laughs> yeah it's outrageous <laughs> that's crazy but, but you know in the right in the right situation um and then you know maybe we can have a episode just on the ben simmons thing just because it's been so crazy but i definitely think on the in the right situation ben simmons can um, can go back to how he was playing and even play better, right? He's still super young, so he still has the potential to be a lot better than he is. He just has to get out of his head and just be in that right situation. Right. Um, so because of that, I have the 76ers as a fourth seed. They could be lower, but for me, that makes sense too. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, my fifth seed is uh, Miami. Mm. Who's your fifth? I'm pretty sure I had Miami as a fifth C two. Um, they just have could, great additions, you know. Yeah, well, so as far as like uh, media, and you see it in articles, you see it in rankings. Um, just everyone is how. Ha- and I, I spoke on this on the first episode that I made. 
was that, you know, they have the the Bucks, Nets, and then the Miami Heat as their third best team. And to me, that just doesn't make sense. Um, I would get it, and this is what I said in the first episode, I would understand if Kyle Lowry, if you picked him up like five years ago, mm-hmm. but he's not Kyle Lowry five years ago. He's Kyle Lowry right now. He's 35-year-old Kyle Lowry. And he'll be he's a he's a great pickup for the Miami Heat, but I don't think the addition of Kyle Lowry is going to catapult them into an Eastern Conference final or even a finals. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think I don't either. I don't see them beating the Nets or the Bucks or even the Hawks um in a seven game series. I just it, don't see it. And it'll be a tough game, but it'll be a tough series, but I feel like we're still the better team. And I and I compared it too. I compared our, our starting five with their starting five, and there was only two positions where I gave them the edge. Uh, Jimmy Butler's position, right? Yeah, and Bam Adebayo. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, every other position we have the advantage in, um, and we have a better bench. So it just I don't I don't see it. But but that's not to say that they won't have a you know <laughs> still a really good season. I don't think they're going to be a third seed. But that's not to say that they don't have that ability to be a number three seed in the East. <laughs> Just because, I mean, Jimmy Butler is really good. Bam Adebayo is really good. They have a very solid squad. They're very well coached. Yep, for sure. Um, with Eric Spolstra. Um, and and, it seems like they like playing with each other, too. They like, yeah, and, they have a good bond on the team. So that's always great to see. And it, it translates on the court. You can tell. And yeah, and they're going to be one of the better teams defensively. I mean, I can make a prediction right now that they're going to be a top five defensive team in the in the in the league. I can definitely see top ten. So I think that's where it's they're they're going to um, be able to get carried as far as like okay, we're not we maybe our offense isn't clicking, but at least we could defend. At least we're able to get stops. Um, so I think that's what they got going for them is their defense. They're going to be a very good defensive team. I agree with you. I agree. And they have P.J. Tucker, too, which is a great addition as well. But even then, I still think uh, a fifth seed is is appropriate or is fair with yeah. that type of roster. Because they have aging players. But they do have, you know, nice young players. But they do have – the aging players aren't on their, in their prime anymore. There's no superstar on that team, you know. Yeah, no, and – um, like Jimmy Butler, I think at one point could have been a superstar player. Um, he's still a really good player. It just, they don't have that. Um, the four teams we've mentioned, uh, so far have superstar players on their squads. And one of them has three superstars. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So, that's... um, they, they don't have a superstar on their team. They have a lot of good players and a lot of role players, but they don't have that guy that's going to, you know, put a team on their back and be able to score 40 points in a game. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They, they don't have a guy. And that's the thing. And we know um, in the playoffs, it's a slower pace. It's a lot slower pace. Um, and the stuff that worked in a regular season is not going to work in the playoffs. Um, For sure. So you definitely need um, a guy that's going to be able to, you know, put you – put you on their back and be like, you know what? This is my game. Uh, we're going to win this one and, you know, kind of go to work, which Basically I don't like think Trey. they have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Trey, Trey proved that he could be that guy in the playoffs. 100%. Um, so. Yeah, that's that's my fifth. So you said yours is, was the same thing, right? You yeah. My, I have, my uh, sixties was I put the Bulls at six. Okay. And it was tough. It was a tough choice. But their lineup is so nice. They're so well-rounded. And if they can make it work, I feel like they could even be higher. But I feel like the sixth seed is pretty – is fair. They have Zach Levine, Lonzo Ball, DeRozan, Caruso now, Vucevic. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have the the best offseason out of any squad, I think. Exactly. So they have Derek Jones Jr. as well. They have a lot of depth. And Billy Donovan Billy Donovan, I think, will be a lock in for coach of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Um just because they were a tenth seed last year in the East and they could possibly be a sixth or fifth seed. 
Um, right. I can't. I can't see the Bulls being like a four or third seed. Not I yet. don't think they're going to improve that much, especially with such a, um, such a better East and the East. Right. We've never. Well, we've seen it maybe like in the late nineties, um, maybe early two thousands, but the East hasn't hasn't been competitive in a while. Right. But um, here, here's the thing with this team: they have a superstar. You think Zach Levine's a superstar? Yeah, for sure. Especially this upcoming season. Last season, it was ridiculous what he was doing. And he made the All-Stars team. Yeah, uh, and he also played in the, in the Olympics. And he exactly. played really well in the Olympics. And he, he was carrying that Bulls team. He was dropping 40 points yeah. ran every other night. They just couldn't win because he didn't have enough enough uh, contribution. Well, what, what Zach Levine and um, – what I think the Bulls struggled as, like, as a team was that Zach Levine is not a, a playmaking uh, player. That's not his role. His role is to score points. Yeah, but he's and a the shooting addition, guard, so. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, I feel like a lot of the time they were kind of like, okay, you have the ball. Like, you – like, because they don't have, like – I mean, they had Colby Wyatt and sure, but they don't have – they didn't have, like, a playmaking uh, guard, which they do – they, they nah, pick up lots the of ball. ball yeah. yeah, exactly. So, they're um, – that's why I have him so high on the list. And you have DeRozan, too. They could get his shot whenever. Levine used to have to carry the load every time. There was no – sometimes when – on crunch time, there was no, nowhere to go except yeah. for Levine. So, they have a lot of options, especially with Vucevic. Vucevic is a legitimate legitimate all-star, 100%. Yeah. I like I like Vucevic. Um, he'll get you some points. Patrick Williams um, has a lot of potential to be really good. Um We'll just see what the um, defensively how good they'll be. Um, I can't see them as a top ten defense. I mean, they could be if they're really you know, but that's kind of the question mark with the Bulls is how good are they? Because we know they could be really good offensively with the additions they made. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll we'll see how they can uh, translate those uh, those additions they made into um, into a better defensive team. Uh, but I can't I, – I don't remember who had my – I think I had the Celtics as my number six team. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the reason being that, I mean, Jason Tatum is 100% a superstar in this league. Um, but, again, he doesn't distribute the ball for, for anything. Oh, no. he's But he's not – that's not his um, – that's not how he's effective. Like, that's not how he's going to – affect the game is with his playmaking. Exactly. But that's, um, that's what he's similar to Levine in that aspect. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But um they also have Jalen Brown and they got Dennis Schroeder on a good mm-hmm. deal. And I think I don't think Dennis Schroeder is better than Kemba. I don't think they upgraded there. But I think Dennis Schroeder is, is gonna be is gonna be good for them, right? He's not gonna be the same type of um as far as scoring presence as Kemba was but I think he's going to be able to facilitate and kind of run that offense the way the Celtics um, may want it, right? Instead of it being just a uh, with Kemba, like they just have like a like Kemba's not really. I don't really think as Kemba Kemba Walker as like a, a, a super high level playmaking um, point guard. I see him more of a scorer. Um, and then when you have already two players that are exactly like that, there. I mean, you have Jalen Brown, who's going to be a um, a high offensive player, good defender, and Jason Tatum as well, high score. You don't you don't need another high score on your team. You need someone that's going to be able to facilitate and give the ball to those um, to those stars. Um, so I think that I think uh, Jason Tatum is going to take another step forward. I think Jalen Brown as well. Um, that's why I have him as high. But I mean, the thing with the Celtics that I mean, they could just be so inconsistent. That they can, exactly. you know, they could be a seventh or eighth seed or even a play-in team. Exactly. Um, it's just going to – it's really going to put, you know, it's really going to put pressure on Jason Tatum ultimately at the end of the day, how well Jason Tatum plays. Same right. thing with with uh, Luka out west. It depends on how well Luka plays. If Luka plays like an MVP, they're going to be a higher seed. If Jason Tatum plays like an MVP, they're going to be a higher seed. That's how good these players are that they could kind of propel their teams – um, I think Luca way more than Jason Tatum, but um, uh, but Jason Tatum has that ability to kind of you know he can take his, over exactly yeah so he can um, that's why I have the Celtics as the number six um, I think I had the Bulls as either 
I think I had him as a um either my seventh or eighth seed. But definitely making the playoffs. Yeah, I have uh, Bulls a sixth. I have the Celtics as what seventh, I think. And then yeah. the Knicks at eight. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Same. Who do you have as eight? Knicks. I, I either had I either had the Knicks or Bulls at eight or seven. <laughs> I'm looking now, forward to seeing how Schroeder does with the Celtics too. Yeah, like I I love Schroeder when he played for us. Yeah, I still root for him. Um, so. Has a lot of heart. Um, has a lot of drive. It just. He it just didn't work out in LA, and I mean he I don't know if it was his agent that kind of talked him out and you know from that deal because he was going to get paid a lot of money. Um, but we could, we could both agree that Dennis Schroeder is not a hundred million um, dollar type player. He wanted one hundred twenty mil. One hundred twenty mil. I don't think he's that type of player. Uh, um, he's really good. I they offered and, him eighty mil for. I think 80-something for, for four years. It's over 20 mil per year, and he declined. Yeah, so it just – he just kind of I – don't, I don't know if it was his agent or if it was him that really thought that he could get that kind of money, but they kind of – I think his agent negotiated that contract, but uh, Shooter felt like he, he deserved more than that. Yeah, and now he's getting paid five mil. So, I mean, he definitely fucked up there, and hopefully he doesn't – <laughs> Hopefully he comes in next season with something to prove, right? Like maybe he comes in with a different type of tenacity and like kind of kind of plays better than he did last year, and you know help that Celtics squad. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, and the Celtics don't have the best bench, but I like Marcus Smart. Um, we'll see if Peyton Pritchard gets any minutes. I mean, he played really well he in the summer will. league. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, the Knicks, it's crazy yeah. how good the East is because the Knicks were a fourth seed last year. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't, I don't think they, I don't think they really, they didn't, I didn't, I didn't have them as high as four. Like in the back of the mind, like I don't, I don't know if you remember, but that the Knicks were a team that I wanted to play. Right, yeah. Because we knew that we could beat the Knicks. Like, they, we were better than the Knicks, and we showed that in the playoffs that, um, you know, they played really well in the regular season defensively. And Julius Randle, I mean, he won most improved. Like, they were, they played really well in the regular season, but we knew it was kind of all smoke and mirrors. Like, deep down, like, they don't, you know, they're not a good team. And they actually improved in the offseason. They got Kemba Walker and they got Evan Fournier, which, I mean, that those are huge things. Where they struggled against the Hawks is that they didn't have a. Um, wait, what happened? No, nothing. I was just checking something. Go on. Um, they didn't have a. They didn't have a second scoring um, player in the playoffs, right? They had uh, what's his name. Julius Randle. Julius Randle was their only, uh, the only player that was scoring points. And Derrick Rose. Rose. Well, Derrick Rose had the high, was the leading scorer. And that's crazy. And that's crazy. You can't have Derrick Rose as your hiding, uh, highest leading scorer, um, in the playoffs. You're not going to win any games that way. Um, and it just shows, uh, how different the playoffs are because we locked down, uh, Julius Randle. We knew he could only, he could only go left. Yeah, and De- and DeAndre Hunter did a good job defending him. Did a really good job defending him. Um, so it's the Knicks can be higher. I I think I had them as a eighth seed. The Knicks can be higher than an eighth seed or a seventh seed. I can one hundred percent see that. Um, but just like I got the Celtics and seventh, I feel like they can be higher possibly as well. Yeah. Like like what I said in the first episode was that these kind like four through eight is kind of interchangeable. Like you could have any of these, um, any of these teams uh, as a four or as a five, um, just depending. Like I I definitely think that even the Hawks, like you could kind of see them as a four or five, but I really think yeah. that we're going to take another step forward. Like I think we're we will be locked in a third seed. You know, I if I'm like, wrong, I'm wrong. But I feel like if we're healthy, we're third seed. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully we stay healthy um, and then kind of kind of prove that we're the third best team in the East. 
Um, who do you have as your play-in teams? So my playing teams for ninth, I have Indiana. Okay. And it's just because uh, Sabonis is really a great. He's an all-star. Yeah. He's a great player. He they have Brogdon, who averages over twenty points per game. Yeah, Brogdon. Um, I really like Brogdon. They I like have TJ McConnell. I they really have like Karis LeVert that they added to the team. Yeah. They have Miles Turner. They have TJ Warren. That's solid. You know, they have McConnell. Yeah, it sucks with TJ Warren because I thought he was going to be healthy in the start of the season, but then um, there's a report that said he was still going to be out. Dang. Yeah. But so, either way, they have a lot of great players. Yeah, they have I think all-star so too. level players. So ninth is 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 fair in my opinion. Yeah. They have a great team, and they can be eighth or seventh. Who knows? Because with that type of team that they have, is they've always played together. They have a great bond. They have chemistry. They have Karis LeVert now that can create his own shot whenever you know. Yeah. So Brogdon is getting twenty per game. So overall, they have a great team. I I actually enjoy watching them. They're they're pretty good. Yeah, no, they're definitely um, – every year they're a pretty uh, solid team, like either making the playoffs or barely missing it. Like they're always in that kind of um, – They can always compete. They can always compete, yeah. And for my 10th uh, seed, I have uh, Charlotte. Charlotte, okay. I feel like they have a, a good overall team with LaMelo. I think he's going to get better. They added Ubre, which is – I mean, he's not that great of a shooter, but he can – Play defense. I, I like that pickup from him. Yeah, like, I like Kelly Oubre with the with the Warriors. He um, tries hard. You could tell. Yeah. So they have Miles Bridges. That's probably going to get better. He gets better every year. Um, PJ Washington, Rozier, Plumley. I don't know. I don't know if, when Gordon Hayward's coming back or if he is already healthy. But when he comes back, there will be a really good team as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, I had, I think I had the, as like a, my surprise team in the East, I think the Wizards are going to be number 10, like as a playoff, playing team. Really? Um, I actually, I actually think that the Wizards got better um, after the trade, after the trade of West uh, Westbrook. Um, They got, they got Pope, which is, you know, what are the better three and D guys in the league? Um, some of them that, you know, is going to be starting for them. Some of them going to, you know, be, playing valuable minutes. Uh, Kuzma, which, I mean, Kuzma before uh, the Lakers kind of, um, you know, won a championship before LeBron got there. I mean, Kuz, they were, you know, Kuzma was looking really good. Um, He's been possible, very inconsistent. Exactly. Um, but I think with this, um, with a new team, like, and he's going to be, Maybe second, third option. I think Spencer Dinwiddie, and that's another addition they made I, I, that I really liked, was Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, we'll he he's good. He's great. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. If, is he starting? He probably will, right? He probably will start. He'll probably start point guard, and it'll be Bradley Beal, Kuzma. Or... And this is this is a good team too, and and this is how good the East is. Well, exactly. A couple, like it's... A couple years back, this this team would be uh, definitely locked for eight, uh, one through eight. Oh, for sure. Well, and like, they have Montrose Harrell too. And Montrose, that's what I'm saying. Like I, that's why I think that the um, um, the Wizards are going to be in that play and mix. Not to say that the Hornets won't be, because they definitely will. Um, like you could on it, and we even, we haven't even talked about the Raptors. Like the Raptors um, can possibly be in that play and right. mix. Those three are respectable for a t- for a ten seed. You yeah. know what I mean. So who knows who'll get it? But they definitely. They each have a chance for sure. They have great teams overall, but that's how competitive the East is now. Which yeah, is exactly. insane. This is the like, most competitive I've ever seen it. Yeah. Um. And there's there's only really three teams because we knew when we made our Western Conference, um, uh, when we made our uh, Western Conference kind of rankings, there was only two playing teams. Like the other teams, there you know. <laughs> right, right. They're going like, to be lottery teams. We both picked the same playing teams as well. Yeah. We're over here. You can you could make a you could kind of compare three or four different teams. You can make, make a case for any of those four teams being mm-hmm. a nine or ten seed. One hundred percent. Right. That's um, correct. And then you have the you have the Cavaliers, which. I I mean Evan Mobley is going to be really good, but I just don't think that they have the future to be you know a playoff team. 
I think the Pistons will be. I think the Pistons definitely have that ability to be a playoff team in the future just because they I think they have more talent than the Cavaliers. Um Right. And the yeah, same thing with the same thing with the Magic. Like they don't they can, like I like Cole Anthony. Um we'll see how Jalen Suggs plays. I I, I like Jalen Suggs. Um Jonathan Isaac could be really good. Um like they have more for me, they have more talent than the Cavs. Um as well, but you know, yeah, it's debatable, but I can see it. Yeah, but yeah, that's I guess that's one through ten, right? Yeah, pretty good. Cool. Our our lists are pretty similar, though. Like we each had like the top what five, basically the same. Nets, Bucks, Hawks, Philly, Heat. Yeah. Yeah, it, pretty similar. I mean, and then uh, six and seven were interchangeable for us, and we both had the Knicks for eighth. So that's pretty. That's pretty similar. Yeah. Um. But yeah, well, I think what we'll probably do is we'll make this an episode on its own because we're already at like thirty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll just make another episode with like our top ten point guards. That sounds good. That um, way, that way, like if someone's listening to podcasts, they could. They don't have to stay for the whole hour if they don't have the time. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but, yeah, I know. I mean, we have pretty similar um, pretty similar uh, rankings or standing predictions, at least, for the um, the Eastern Conference. Right. Um, yeah. Who do you have, like, as far as, like, your winning the number East. one team? Yeah, winning the East, number one team coming out of uh, the East. Nets. Yeah. If they're healthy. I think that yeah, I think that's a pretty easy easy bet. Um, also, I just I just love watching the Nets. If I'm not watching, like if I had to pick a team in the East to watch, that's not the Hawks. It'll be the Nets because it's it, I mean it's beautiful basketball what they play with that type of talent. You know, I love seeing Kyrie go to work. I love seeing KD go to work. James Harden is always puts on a show. They have great role players. They have crazy amount of depth, and their coach lets them do them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, to be fair, like I think you could put any coach, like you put Jason Kidd on the Nets, and they're one hundred percent. It's not going to change because. Um, well, actually, it will change. The players well, it, will be upset <laughs> because no one likes Jason Kidd. Yeah, yeah. I just I hated that signing, but but yeah, no, it's it's definitely a super. I I agree. Like, if you're a fan of basketball, fan of NBA, you're anytime the Nets are playing, you're going to be tuning in. Just not only that. They have uh, Bruce Brown that has been doing great, right? Really good. A very and, good, right, solid now, player. They still have Blake Griffin. They still yeah. have Joe Harris. They signed Patty Mills. They got Patty Marcus Mills Aldridge great. again. Mm-hmm. I mean, that team is crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and, and I think they have Paul Millsap, too. Yeah, they have Paul Millsap. I think <laughs> where they're going to struggle in, though, um, and that's if we could talk about, like, a weakness. Like, I, th- I feel like if we talk about the top two teams – in the NBA, um, let's say it's the Lakers and Nets. I don't think the Lakers like are a number two team. I, I just because of they, like I just don't see them being healthy. Like I, I feel like there's more of a concern about them staying healthy than it is with the Nets. Um, but let's just say it's the Lakers Nets. I, I think with the Lakers, the weakness there is going to be um, just overall chemistry. It can um, happen. It can happen. Yeah. And health, and, and these guys already like had a year to play it's, with each yeah, other. Yeah, they have something to prove, right? They, they, they already have that year of experience, like you said, uh, playing together. Um, but I think the weakness with the Nets, and it, it was something similar that last year um, that we saw was against the Bucks. They really, so I think that they lack an inside presence. Okay. And I think that's why they struggled against the Bucks. I mean, to be fair, if Kyrie and Harden were healthy, they win. But 100%. I think, I think the and we struggled with it too was just the the size the Bucks have and just the, the Giannis was getting anything he wanted against the Bucks. Um, like we are against the Nets, yeah. Um, so and they don't really have an answer for a dominant uh, power forward or a dominant center in the league. Like, I think they would have, like, if the 76ers were somehow, you know, played the Nets, I think they still lose, but, you know, Joel still goes off. I mean, we had trouble. We had trouble with Joel. I mean, you saw that. He was dropping yeah. 30, 30 to 10 on us every night. And I still think they, 
they demolish every team besides. Oh, 100%. Like, they still. Because they have. KD is going to demolish anyone. That's 100%. Yeah, right? there's no one in the league that can guard Kevin Durant. I agree. Same thing with Kyrie. Yeah. James Harden is such a good playmaker for some reason. Like, when he wants to playmake, he does it at such a high level. Well, I think that I think that's what makes their team so solid is that you – if James – and we saw it last year too. Like, James Harden kind of st- took a step back from, like, a scoring role and kind of facilitated a lot more. And then they were very effective there, right? Because, I mean, James Harden can put up 40 points himself any given night, but they don't need James Harden to do that. That right. – they like, where he's going to be most effective is, you know – facilitating and running that offense and letting Kyrie and KD do their thing. Right. Um, that's where they're going to be the most effective, uh, but it's interchangeable, right? Like Kyrie's having a bad night or KD's having a bad night. James Harden can 100% step up and be like, okay, well, I'm going to put the team on my back. Um, right. yeah, so they just, they have so much offensive firepower that it, it kind of negates their defensive. Their yeah, exactly. Um so yeah, what do you what about a dark horse finals pick? Dark horse? Uh if I had to pick one, it'd be the Hawks, bro. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. And, and I it's it, I am being one hundred percent honest. I can't even if I'm biased, I can't pretend like I think another team can make it when I think the Hawks have the better chance. You know? Yeah. Um we made it to the Eastern Conference finals last year with, with injuries. injuries. With injuries. Against the team that won the finals. So. Like, if I think Trey Young doesn't get hurt, like, we could force it to a game seven, but. We have a uh, way higher chance. We would have, we would have, yeah. We would have, you know, been able to at least play a game seven. And then, you know, a game seven is, you know, any it's anyone's game at that exactly, point. Exactly, exactly. Um, but, no, I agree. That's my, like, dark horse team coming out of the East. Mm-hmm. Um. And sure, I mean, yeah, I'm a Hawks fan, but like, it's it's nice right now because I see it. Exactly. I, I see the path to a championship, and I know I'm not the only Hawks fan um, that sees that light at the end of the tunnel. Like, we all see it, and we're all excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um, we have we finally have a superstar, exactly, and, exactly, and great players surrounding him. That's what makes our team so dangerous. Nobody wants to see the Hawks in the playoffs. We know no. that. No. We know that, um, after, especially after last season. Yeah. And, and I feel like Trey's going to get even better. He does every year. Yeah. Well, if if the Hawks somehow do make it, um, if they are – drop my controller. If they somehow are able to be a third, uh, third seed – and Trey averages the same averages he had. Let's just say his second year in the season, uh, or his second year of his NBA career. I can see him win MVP because MVP. It's possible. Yeah, he sh- he should definitely be uh, MVP candidate at least. Right. Um, because we saw if like it. It's if we're it's third one, seed, yeah. Yeah, if we're third seed, because that's the thing with this MVP. It's not really the best player of that season. Because the best player last season was not Jokic. It was Steph Curry. He he was put on a show, but you can't give the the MVP to a playing to team. A, to a playing team. That <laughs> that's not gonna happen. It doesn't make sense, yeah. So you definitely have to have success in the regular season and also be um playing at a very high level to be considered an MVP. Which I like. I like that. Um Yeah, that'd be silly if if the team is not even making the playoffs and and they win MVP. Someone yeah. on the team wins MVP. That, that's silly. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely excited for the for the start of the season and seeing how this Eastern Conference because these are going to be the games that we'll probably see a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. Seeing these teams in the East, I'll still be be watching games like good matchups and stuff. Yeah, and for I'll keep sure. Up with news. Always, I always do every every year, but yeah, of course I'm gonna see almost every Hawks game where anyone I can catch. So yeah, and we were and we were watching the Hawks when they were bad. Like we were, we've been watching the Hawks, you For know, a very long time. So maybe oh seven. 
Yeah, very long time. So that's why, you know, that's why I don't mind, you know, getting excited about the Hawks just because it's, you know, it's been a long time coming for sure. Yeah, we've, I mean, the good thing about when we started watching the Hawks is that we got to see our competition, you know, when we were, when we were young and watching the competition and watching guys like Dirk facing, like we were facing Dirk, we were facing Kobe, uh, young LeBron, you know, all we, fa- we, we face a lot of greats and a lot of great teams like Tony, like, you know, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Mono Ginobili. I respect all the greats and I love all the greats because, you know, we grew up watching those players and, that's what really made us fans. Uh, I, I'm really happy that we got to see all those players because some of these young kids that that watch basketball now don't know how they played. You can see it in the comments they make, you know? Yeah, like, no, for sure. Because um, we – I guess we started watching like it was – well, at least I started watching uh, the Hawks. I think it was Al Horford's rookie season. Um, we, ma- we made the playoffs – and then we got we forced the uh, the Celtics. Game seven. Yeah, we Game forced seven, yeah. we forced the um that championship winning team uh Boston Celtics to a game seven. Um and that's kinda how I like, you know, fell in love right. with the Hawks was just, you know, being able to see them take the, you know, the best team in the NBA to to a game seven. And that was crazy. Yeah. And Joe Johnson really showed up. Yeah, Joe Johnson. Um Mike, Mike Bibby, Josh Smith. <laughs> Mike Woodson. Mike Woodson. I always uh, liked Mike Woodson. Like he was uh he was like a passionate, like he'll get a technical. It's it's funny because we we'll watch a game, like uh me and Jerry will be watching a game, and what what I hated about Lloyd Pierce was that if if there's a call that is obviously the wrong call, and um like we know it, everyone like the commentators know yeah, it, Bob Rathman knows it, Dominique Wilkins knows it. And you just see Lloyd Pierce with his fucking clipboard just sitting there with the same fucking expression in his face, um, not saying anything. Like After the 10th missed call, he'll raise an eyebrow, yeah. basically. And, you know, that's something that was different with Mike Woodson. Like, he like he would get it, he would get thrown out the game. But that's also how Larry Drew was, if you remember that. Larry Drew had no... I, I hated Larry Drew. Yeah, he had no, like, passion or something. Yeah. He really took it like a, a regular job or something. Like Yeah. And that's what I like about Nate is the fact that you could see he's more passionate 100%. about his team. Um, and he truly cares about the guys, too. He's a player's coach. He's mm-hmm. a player's coach, and that's definitely what, what we need as a head coach. And that's honestly why – I mean, there was a lot of factors into why we were able to turn it around. Um, but him becoming the head coach definitely helped. Um, I really like Mike Budenhoser as well. Mike, Well, Mike, he was – he was like probably the best head coach we've had since at least since I've watched. Um, yeah, one hundred percent. And he actually like complete complained about the calls too. Yeah, he but and he was like he's a very strategic, very smart coach. And I mean he, um, he won he got coach of the by, year. Uh, he got taught by Greg Popovich, so. Yeah, he came from that system. And he um, won coach of the year with Bucks and the Hawks. Yeah, so definitely. I'm glad he got that ring too. Yeah, I was happy. I was happy for Coach Bud. I think he deserved it. The Bucks in general, like, he, and he they were the only he team. He would have gotten fired. He would have gotten fired. If, 100%. And if he was the only win. team. They were the only team that didn't throw shade or all that hate uh, after after our series. You know what I'm saying? Even oh, during our series. Yeah, I mean, I was on, um, like, I was on different, like, Reddits. Like, um, as far as like the, I was on the Knicks Reddit, 76ers Reddit and the Bucks Reddit. And they were, they were cool. They were dope as hell. Like, um, uh, it was like, they were super friendly, but I think because like with Milwaukee, it's just, it's, it's a different type of city, but it's, like, not, it's, it's not just the fans, the players themselves, like the Knicks players were hating hard after. Oh, there, so, so, so bro, were the there, was a lot, there were so many like cheap shots yeah, and just, exactly. and just extra bullshit with the Knicks. And same thing with the 76ers. I, I don't think it was everyone, but it was definitely Joel Embiid, like, fucking getting in players' faces, flopping. Yeah, the it was a lot, of, a lot of things, yeah. Yeah. And Bucks, Bucks had more class, and I, that's why I yeah. was, like, that's why I was rooting for them. But that's – they had they had champion, they had had a championship poised to them. 
Like exactly. they go out there and play. Like they don't go out there and do this extra bullshit that the Knicks did or Joel and B does. Like they. Another thing though, even in interviews, they talk about Trey Young like on oh, his uh, way of getting fouls, and they complain about it. And the Bucks didn't do that. All all Giannis did was like, oh, he's a great player. He that's his part of the game. He knows how to create create fouls. You know what I mean? Whereas everybody else in that series with the Philly and uh, Knicks, all they did was complain, even though Joel Embiid was averaging more fouls and more free throws the whole series by a big margin. Um, But no, the Bucs definitely deserved to win a championship. I was happy for Giannis. Um, But yeah, I think – I mean, I can see the Bucs going back to the finals. But they have to be a, a Nets team, which I don't think they're better than healthy. No. Um, and but, I also like our chances versus the, the Bucks in the playoffs. Yeah, I do too. Like I said, if 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 DeAndre Hunter was healthy, Chris Middleton doesn't have the same series he had against but definitely us. not. Definitely not. We have the DeAndre Hunter's our best defender, especially in the perimeter. So And same thing, like if Bogey was at full health because he was struggling with injury throughout that whole series or throughout that whole playoff run. Like with he his had a knee. Bad knee, he had yeah. a bad knee. Um, you know, if Trey doesn't step on the ref, this referee's uh, foot and, you know, fuck up his ankle. Um, Cause he didn't, he didn't play for the rest of that game. Um, game three. And we could have probably won that. Game. It, 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 it sucks. To think about it, it it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like we still lost, but I think we could beat the Bucks. I think we could beat the Bucks. Like if those things didn't happen, like if um, Trey doesn't get hurt, if if Bogey's one hundred percent healthy, if Hunter is playing, um, I think we have a chance to beat the Bucks. But we'll just have to see. Um, like we might even load manage this next coming up season, and you know rest players getting ready for the playoffs. Um, to kind of avoid injuries, like I, I could see that, but true. I, well, I'm but sure we're gonna want to get home home court. I'm sure we're gonna try to secure home court. Yeah, for sure. And it's not the same level of of like resting players as these other teams because these other teams are a lot older. Mm-hmm. Like we have young guys on our team where they could play 82 games in a season and be fine. Because Trey doesn't so even like to miss any games. Yeah, so, that's how crazy he is. That's what I like about him. Yeah. So I think that's it's, it's definitely gonna be a fun season. Um, yeah, we should probably close it up because it's already like fifty minutes. Yeah, just going on our. I didn't even on realize Hawks, it was already, on our Hawks tangent. I didn't even realize it was already fifty minutes. Facts. We definitely need to have just a just an episode of just a, a Hawks episode and just talk about. Right. Yeah. For the fans. For the real Hawks fans. Definitely. Because uh, we could go on all day about the Hawks. Oh, all day. It's crazy. But yeah, uh, we should probably close this one though since it's already pretty pretty long. Yeah. All right, brother. Thank you for coming coming on again. Um, no problem, bro. Always a pleasure talking basketball. Yes, sir. It was fun, bro. All right, brother. Until next time. Yes, sir.